asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing PPP forgiveness, where the jobs are, and bacon masks. And Joel, when we say bacon masks, we're not talking about your new uh, beauty routine where, <laughs> where you lay pieces of meat on your face when you go to bed at night. Well, I mean, but then I wake up and it's all gone in the morning. I, I ate it during my sleep. And you have wonderful dreams uh, while we're at it. <laughs> exactly. No, that is a story we will talk about in the second half. But uh, real quick, man, earlier this week was uh, we had a two-day Prime, Amazon Prime events. Did you get all excited about it? Did you buy a bunch of stuff? You know, I didn't actually. I bought nothing. Um, and, uh, I'm and surprised actually. I feel like you kind of jump on the sales. Yeah, I, I do like a, a good sale from time to time. Um, and other uh, retailers got in on the mix too. Target was offering a whole lot of deals. I was on the lookout for uh, a good priced Android cell phone, <laughs> like okay. preferably the Pixel 4a is what I was hoping for, but I didn't see any discounts. And so I don't know, man, the, the way I, the way it's going, I might not get a, a new phone until it's like the Pixel 29a <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you and I are both holding out on getting new cell phones. Mine, I feel like it's limping along, but I will 
cross that finish line. <laughs> <laughs> it exactly. will continue to work at some point. Same here. And, and there was just nothing else that was on sale where I was like, oh, I need that or I want that. And there's yeah. just not much I need. Yeah, I barely was keeping an eye on it. Uh, I feel like a lot of times with big sales like this or these big marketing efforts, I don't know if it's because of my personality or if other people feel this way too, but I tend to do the opposite of what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. I, I'm just kind of hard-headed. And so like, I see that and I think, oh, that's just overblown. Like, There's not going to be any real deals out there. Uh, but I, I do think there's some truth there, right? Like, you, If you're looking for, for a deal, you're looking for sales and they show you how much is marked down and you think, oh, this is a pretty good opportunity. Uh, yeah. For me, I saw like this alarm clock thing. Like One of the things that the algorithms fed me was this uh, daylight alarm clock. Uh, and basically, instead of an alarm going off, I think it just kind of gets brighter Slowly and brighter. Brightens. It's like the, the sun rising in your literally room. Literally, <laughs> it's round and it looks like the sun rising. And I thought, Ooh, I want that. <laughs> that was something that I considered getting. Uh, but did I need that? Was I looking for that? No. But I, I kind of caught myself going down that direction. And so if you're looking for something specifically, if you know that you want to buy something, yeah, like you said, it's good to keep an eye out for a deal. You knew that you're looking for a cell phone. That's great. Otherwise, I'm afraid by exposing yourself to all these different deals, you're not necessarily going to fall into the trap of buying something. Yeah, you're going to fall into the trap of being sold something. Like you know? Wanting more. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're going to get you with a deal. And this isn't something that you needed before. It's not something you necessarily need now. But we do get so excited about, you know, Prime Day in particular. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, I think it is good for us to kind of try to curb the influence of the sale mentality and and constantly having things thrown in our face that we don't need. It's just become so easy to add something to your cart or one click to buy it. Lightning deal. Lightning deals, like all that <laughs> stuff, man. It's all prime to get us to spend more than we want to on stuff that we don't really even care about. So, exactly. Yeah, avoid it when you can. And uh, Matt, let's get on to our Friday flight. Uh, a sampling of stories that we found interesting this week. And speaking of Amazon which originally the way they got started was selling books online, right? Originally an online bookstore, Amazon. Now they sell everything. Literally everything. (laughs) Uh, If you're looking for a great way to support your local bookstore right now, though, instead of getting your books from a giant retailer, and in particular, if you don't want to shop in person, right? Because a lot of people don't want to go into a a retail location. Uh, Check out a website called bookshop.org. The way it works, if you're a local bookstore that doesn't do e-commerce, if you're not able to order a specific book from, from your bookstore for whatever reason, you can order that book via their shop on Bookshop's website. Then your local bookstore doesn't have to worry about inventory and shipping, and they get 30% of the cover price, which is evidently the entire profit margin on the books. So it's really cool, a website with a really great mission. It's all about helping these indie bookstores be able to sell books and make revenue with an awesome online presence. Yeah, our local uh, bookshop in EAV, or East Atlanta Village, uh, is bookish. They're even on there, man, which is pretty cool. We know we have seen some folks criticize Bookshop, though, just as you know, being another online competitor, right? As, as not being all that different from Amazon itself. But again, their mission is to see the success of indie bookstores. And to kind of back that up, they also give 10% of all sales uh, to local bookshops every six months. Uh, it's almost, they, they kind of pay that out almost like a dividend. And so, Regardless, if you purchase uh, that book through your local bookshop's page on Bookshop, all the book sales across the site, 10% of that gets paid out. And that's just, yeah, that's just awesome. Like, that's not something that Amazon would do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so their mission is clear. Uh, You know, they are looking to support these small businesses. But at the same time, you get the conveniences of being able to shop online and essentially to find any book that you're looking for. 
So we actually even set up our own page uh, up there on bookshop.org, and we're going to start listing out all the books of the authors who we have on our show uh, You know, uh, when we have interviews. And so in case you're ever wanting to know, oh, what was that book, or what are some books that we've talked about on the show in the past, you'll be able to go there. We'll make sure to link to that page on our show notes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Matt, let's talk about PPP loan forgiveness, right? If you're a small business owner who's listening to the show and you received a, a PPP loan back in the spring and you're not quite sure how to apply forgiveness, well, you're not alone. <laughs> There's a lot of been a lot of confusion surrounding that. And the good news is that it did just get easier to apply for forgiveness for that loan. It took way too long to get guidance from the Treasury Department on this, but now there is some good news. If you received a loan of $50,000 or less, you're now allowed to self-certify that you use the money appropriately. Basically, you can use the new form 3508S for your application, or you can ask your lender to update your info in the portal. But a lot of people were worried about the intense amount of paperwork that it would require to get forgiveness for these loans. And it looks like, at least for people that took out smaller loans, um, it's actually going to be pretty simple in order to, to get that loan forgiven. Yeah, I actually looked at the form. It's a one-pager, and literally all you have to do is just initial and sign. <laughs> it's that's pretty, pretty. That's pretty, pretty great. Yeah, it's great. And, and there's good reason, for, you know, for them rolling this out, right? The uh, the SBA, they have received ninety six thousand forgiveness applications to date, uh, and they have reviewed none of them. <laughs> <laughs> the SBA is slackers. They they said that they're going to start reviewing these applications shortly. You know, you know what that means? It means they're like, oh, we're never going to get to this, right? Yes. Uh, and so this move will, will give the SBA a smaller burden when it comes to overseeing forgiveness applications. And it makes it easier for a decent number of small business owners to have their PPP loan forgiven. I will say, when I say shortly, um, usually in regards to chores, it means... Uh, I'll do it soon. Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe once everyone's asleep. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But that is good news for small business owners that they have an easier path um, to, to forgiveness if they had a smaller PPP loan that they took out. Uh, all right, Matt, on to the next story. And this one involves something that's been, I feel like, happening to me personally. I wonder if other people are experiencing this. I've gotten a lot of random cash app requests for money recently. Uh, I use the cash app oftentimes just to transfer friends, money back and forth for splitting a meal or uh, a tenant can pay rent that way. But I'm getting like random people saying, give me 200 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever it is. So I decline and block these every time. But it's getting old. Like, Have you had that happen to you? I have actually done that to you one time. I created a bunch of fake accounts because I know you got those deep pockets. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's why it's happening. Okay. No, I actually literally have never had that happen to me. It's, it's kind of interesting that you do. But I, that being said, I know that your handle is a little more uh, universal. A little more generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess the scammers are kind of like thinking through different names and ways to easily uh, change that name and to kind of move on to the next person. That's yeah, a good you point. kind of show up on that list. That's probably why I'm getting them. <laughs> right, but I, you know, it's interesting. There was an article in the New York Times and it, it made it sound like what's happening to me, these like fake requests for money from people that I don't even know, is part of a bigger problem with these payment platforms like Venmo and Cash App. Uh, a couple of giant security firms mentioned in that New York Times article, uh, they stated that fraud rates on these apps are like three to four times higher than on payment methods like debit and credit cards. So for our listeners out there, it's just really important to be careful using these apps and only pay people that you know with them. And Matt, I was actually um, heartened the other day I used Venmo to pay somebody that I've never paid before. 
And Venmo asked me to input the last four digits of that person's phone number, basically saying like, are you in person <laughs> paying paying the, the, this person that you've never paid before? You're if, not friends. You yes. don't have any friends in common. If not, be careful. Yeah. Like, and, and so, yeah, that I think these apps are starting to up ramp up their, their security precautions. Um, and that's good to see. I would also say there are other ways to, to currently increase precautions on your end. So you can set up a pin or a fingerprint reader on the cash app, put as many precautions in place as you can. And, and hopefully these companies, right, like Venmo, Cash App, uh, will do the same thing and kind of start cracking down on the fraud that's occurring on their platforms. By the way, was that Venmo uh, payment that you're going to send out? Was that uh, a class parent? No, uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. Because we, we did that recently to one of our daughters, class parent. They were requesting money to get funds together for gifts for the teacher. Uh, they normally do like at Christmas, at their birthday, and then maybe like a year-end present, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Which it makes me wonder, like, how do you feel about that? Because this isn't a class parent that I know. In particular, this year, we haven't had a chance to meet hardly anybody, any yeah. parents. And it's just like, send a bunch of money to this person. <laughs> uh, and you kind of have to just trust and kind of go along with it yeah but i do wonder in like the back of my mind there's like a just a tiny shred of doubt where i'm just like oh like who who's overseeing this you know yeah yeah no i'll agree it's a little weird but yeah i think that's what you have to do is trust <laughs> that yeah, that person exactly. the class parent is, is handling things well i will say my uh the venmo money i was sending sure yeah what was yours for it was to a, a neighbor who um their restaurant uh they got out of the restaurant business in may like um a lot of other you know restaurateurs it's yeah. been a hard time and they are cooking meals out of their kitchen for neighbors like multiple times a nice. week nice uh, uh, meals on Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's just cool, like uh, to to be we able did to the same thing. I didn't know y'all did that. Yeah, to buy buy food from them and support support him and their family. Yeah. So just kind of a. a a cool thing to do. Yeah, that's super cool, man. There's another uh, local Indian restaurant as well, and I guess their doors have been closed as well. The the guy that owns it, he lives less than a mile from our house, and so Kate had signed up for like this a whole meal package, uh, and of course she paid via Venmo or Cash App, and just kind of drove by. Uh, he had a sweet little table set up, like, uh, and he had on like his official shirt, uh, and so there was like zero question as to how legit this thing was. Like, you get to pull up, he had the sealed box for you, and you just told him the order number and just handed it over. Super smooth transaction, man. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with the ingenuity that restaurateurs are, are going through these days. Yeah, again, these apps, they provide a lot of convenience. They're really cool. Like, I use them, but I just want to see them become safer for people to use. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, while there's there's more fraud happening on Venmo and, and Cash App, scammers fishing for your personal information in order to get your money, like, that isn't anything new. But we are seeing it crop up in, in different apps that we are now using, right? Uh, it's been it's been happening with investors, uh, Robinhood accounts that are getting cleaned out. And in most of these cases, it's not because of some security breach. Uh, it's not the app or the website's fault. A lot of times, uh, the responsibility lies within the user, right? And so, like, how do you avoid getting scammed? Well, don't give personal information to anyone reaching out to you directly, right? If you think it's a, a legitimate request, well, we would recommend for you to go directly to the site or directly to the app and then update any you know needed information that way if it seems that they don't have updated information. Just definitely don't reply to a text or an email asking for that, that sensitive information, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point now to where even if I receive an email from an establishment, from a bank or, or somebody who I do business with, even when I go up and click the email address and it looks kind of legit, sometimes they've got these weird subdomains on there and I'm like, I don't know, that looks a little bit fishy. I will still just go into my browser and type it in myself uh, and log in that way and then go to my account or go to my profile 
and then look for the notification to uh, make sure that uh, things are taken care of that way. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good way to do it. I think when you click on anything in an email, uh, even if it looks like it's a legitimate email address, you are putting yourself at risk yeah. and you're putting your money at risk. And so better to be safe than sorry. Better to go directly to the website itself and update anything that needs to be updated there um, and not clicking on a link, right? Um, so yeah, definitely uh, something to watch out for if you use those apps and just in general, right? With yeah. with all the, the platforms that we that we have to log into um, consistently. Matt, there was another interesting story this week. It turns out a, a federal judge in Illinois ruled last week that a potential class action lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors and four major brokerage companies could proceed. The lawsuit actually, uh, it calls into question the compensation model for realtors and the uh, anti-competitive practices taken to achieve that compensation. Yeah, This means that the pay model for real estate agents could be upended at some point in the future. And Matt, you and I, we're fans of real estate agents. Like we've talked about how much value they can bring to the home buying process, sure. right? But I guess the, the question is, are they worth a total of 6% of the sale price of a home? Uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. And on top of that, the, the Consumer Federation of America found in a report last year that most people, they just don't understand the compensation model and the cost that they're going to incur when working with an agent the costs are a little more hidden. And I think if they were a little more upfront and we were paying people directly out of pocket, paying an agent directly out of pocket, and the price tag was in the you know five, eight, ten thousand dollars price range, we might balk a little bit more. But because it's buried as a percentage um, at the closing table, it's something that most people don't even understand. They don't even know how much money their agent is getting paid. And it sounds like this compensation model, well, there's a chance that it's not going to hang around for forever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to argue that realtors shouldn't exist, right? But I, I think things are changing a little bit, right? I mean, like showings look a lot different these days. Like there are a lot fewer in-person showings. Gone are the days where you're riding around with your with your real estate agent on a Saturday morning and they're, they're taking you to 10 properties. You know, like right. that's just not how it works anymore. And, and then on top of that too, just the, the information that is available to us. Like it used to be where you didn't know what houses were listed, but with sites like Redfin, uh, with sites like, like Zillow, you can easily see the different properties that are listed out there. And it kind of raises the question, like what am I actually paying for uh, when it comes to a, a realtor, right? And you're still paying for a lot, let's be honest. Like you are getting a whole lot of service. It's just that they're, they they have been able to slim down some of the things that they offer to you. It is less physical, right, of, of having to, to be with you all day on a Saturday. And yeah, I think the, the compensation model is, is ripe for changing and, yeah, and it's maybe updating a little bit. already starting to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let's quickly though, talk about a couple of ways that you can potentially lower those important and expensive costs of buying and selling a home, right? I just mentioned Redfin, but they are an awesome online brokerage platform that charges a 1.5% listing fee to sellers. And they even will lower the fee to 1% if the seller also buys a home on Redfin within a year. And you can also uh, go the FISBO route, right? For sale by owner. Both of these routes come with trade-offs though, especially you know trying to list a home by yourself. But it could be worth it considering the, the many thousands of dollars that you could save. And dude, you could even reach out to you know some different agents and try to negotiate uh, their their price. You know, instead of a, a percentage of the the total sale, maybe see if they would be willing to, to help you purchase a home for maybe a flat fee instead. I think a lot of agents are going to balk at that. They're going to dismiss that proposal. But I think a lot of others might be a little more willing, given the changing landscape. You know, given how things are a lot different uh, than they used to be. Yeah, Matt, I've got a, a friend and, and she was recently selling a rental home that she ha owns up in Wisconsin and the tenants that live there were going to buy the place. And because like so much of the deal was essentially already done, 
there wasn't really a need for a realtor to come in, especially with the amount of compensation they were going to receive. It was going to be it was going to be prohibitive, right? And, and so she reached out to an agent and specifically negotiated a, a flat dollar amount to help with nice. the transaction, and it worked. Wow, Good I think for it's, her. yeah, I think especially if you've done some of the work that an agent would traditionally have to do, it does help your case to ask for a, a lower payment amount. So yeah, that's worth considering. But it's interesting, and we'll keep our eyes on on that case because it does impact everyone who's buying or selling a home at any point in time. All right, Matt, we got more to get to, including where the jobs are at right now and bacon masks. <laughs> we'll get to those <laughs> right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. 
rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, we're back from the break. Matt, now it's time to talk about bacon masks. <laughs> I know when uh, I mentioned I wanted to talk about this today, like, you were what like, what are you talking about, man? Really? Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to trust you. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, I just thought it was interesting. One, this is a freebie. You can get a free mask and people are all about, you know, we, we got to wear masks right now. So a free backup mask is a great thing to have. Well, now through October 28th, you can go to breathablebacon.com and you can request one of these free masks. There are 10,000 available. And yes, they smell like bacon. <laughs> I know for some Are they people, made with bacon? Um, no, 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 yeah, no, no actual bacon was harmed in the making of these masks. Uh, I, I know for some people that sounds like pretty awesome. They're like, oh, cool, a mask that smells like bacon. And probably other people are throwing up in their mouth a little bit right now <laughs> as I say that. But I just thought it was unique. It was kind of funny. Um, and, and so th- this uh, is a promotion put on by Hormel. And the coolest part of this is that for every mask request that's sent in through that website, Hormel is going to donate one meal to Feeding America. So you kind of got to love like what's behind it. If you go to that website, it's just kind of goofy and over the top. But it's for a good cause. So I, I thought it was worth bringing up. Yeah, here on the site it says, don't just eat bacon, inhale it. <laughs> Which, yeah, like that's just gross, man. <laughs> like I'm guessing that these things uh, smell like bacon bits. Which as a kid, I was all about, man. I would put bacon bits on everything that my parents would allow me to or sometimes even not allow me to. <laughs> Too classy uh, for that now? <laughs> now, dude, that just totally grosses me out. Um, which, by the way, if we're talking about bacon, I'm thinking about Aldi. Have you ever had uh, the Appleton Farms bacon from Aldi? I have. It's, it's been a while, it's but... It's really good quality stuff. I guess I just don't want folks thinking that we're like bacon snobs here, uh, you know, specifically mentioning a, a brand name. No, man, the Aldi bacon, that's where it's at. I'm all for private label bacon, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, you and I, we saw that Delta, they lost $5 billion in Q3 this year. Uh, and it looks like... That's a, a lot of money for yeah. a local Atlanta company. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and on top of that, it looks like there's going to be a, a pilot furlough coming up here next month. Clearly, the airlines are having a rough time, but one of the areas where they are doing well is within their frequent flyer miles programs. Uh, United Airlines, they estimate that the value of their miles program is $21 billion, which is about two times what United is valued at on the stock market, dude. That is insane. This one program is looks to be worth double what the entire actual company is. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so too many airline card holders are, are carrying balances and not taking advantage of benefits. That's why these these programs are so profitable, and that's a problem. Yeah. So so if this is you, if you do have um, a lot of frequent flyer miles that you're just hanging on to and you're not sure what to do with them, well, it's time to start kind of paying attention to what's happening with the, the frequent flyer mile programs from these airlines. Uh, in particular, it's important to check the expiration date on some of these some of these miles. Some airlines have just proactively extended the expiration date, which is great, uh, especially with so many people not flying right now. But but others haven't done that, right? So you might need to make a purchase in order to extend that expiration deadline. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the purchase of a plane ticket or travel, right? You could potentially give miles to a friend. Uh, if you've got a friend who's looking to book travel and you're overflowing with unusable miles, book their ticket with some of the extra ones that you've got. There are also other ways to use those miles. Oftentimes, they offer like a magazine subscription or something like that. And sometimes just that one purchase can 
push back the expiration date a whole nother year. Um, and so, yeah, if you feel uncomfortable booking travel, it might make sense to use them in some way, form or fashion to extend that deadline so that you're not losing a bunch of miles that are, that are otherwise still going to be good at some point for you in the future. Yeah, and if you aren't doing a whole lot of travel these days, which a lot of us aren't, uh, another consideration is to switch from you know one of these co-branded airline miles cards to, to one that just offers cash back. For a lot of folks these days, you know the, the simpler cash back option is likely going to be better. I've mentioned you know before how much I, I like the Blue Cash Preferred card. You know they, they give six percent cash back on all grocery stores and streaming subscriptions as well, three uh, percent cash back on gas. Uh, and on top of that, man, I just saw they've got a, a, a new promotion where they are waiving their annual fee which is 95 bucks so typically that's the that, like, like that's what kept me from getting this card for years because i was just like ah i don't want to deal with an annual fee but it took you know what 30 seconds for me to kind of calculate and realize that i would more than you know receive the benefit from that card by paying that annual fee well right now uh up until december 10th they're going to waive that $95 annual fee for an entire year. And so if you've uh, considered getting that card because you hear me talk about it so often because I love it, uh, then now is definitely the time for you to do that. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's on our list of, of best credit cards for how people spend. And uh, people can, can find that article on our website. We'll also put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's, it's one of those cards that in particular, if you have a family and you spend a decent amount of groceries and we're all spending more on groceries these days, it gives more cash back at the grocery store than any other card out there. Um, um, and no annual fee just makes it like a slam dunk for oh, yeah. a lot of people. Uh, all right, Matt, let's talk more about the travel industry. It's not the best place to be looking for work these days, right? I mean, um, sadly, it, there are just a lot of, of pilots, flight attendants, a lot of people who work for airlines and in other parts of the travel industry that are having a really, really hard time. And it's tough to see. But but let's talk about where the jobs are are at right now, right? The, the sectors that are doing really well while the economy is kind of still in a lull overall. Uh, since refinances are, are booming right now, right, as the rates have just uh, gone down precipitously, mortgage processors and loan underwriters are jobs that are in massive demand right now. By the way, no college degree is required typically for a lot of these jobs. So looking in particular to work for a company that's doing a whole lot of business in mortgages is a great place to turn for, for work. Met one of our favorite companies, Fidelity. They're hiring an additional 4,000 workers, including customer service workers. And again, no college degree is necessary for, for a lot of those jobs. So I think it's just important for, for us to highlight that while there are a lot of sectors that are going through a really tough time, there are other great places to be looking if you're unemployed or underemployed right now. Cloud computing, that's another sector with lots of jobs available. And service jobs are starting to see more demand combined with higher pay as well. You'll, you'll of course, need to weigh the, the potential safety concerns of that job before you apply. But, uh, you know, there are new incentives uh, as well. One service industry recruiter in Illinois said that to try to entice people back, companies are offering better compensation, flexible hours, and signing bonuses as well. Six months ago, the average local pay rate for these types of roles uh, was $10.92 an hour. Now, it's $14.80. So employers, they're seeing the need to raise that bar to increase the incentives. Uh, and, and we're seeing that reflected in pay as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Matt, on the flip side of the job spectrum, some older workers, they're starting to, to get offered early retirement packages, essentially cash to walk away from their jobs. And for some older workers who've contemplated retirement and they're in a great financial situation, this can be pretty awesome, right? Extra money to leave early uh, when that's where you're headed anyway. It feels like a win-win. 
But for lots of other people, it can be a really, really hard decision. If you decline, will your job even be there uh, months down the road? You might find that a future send-off won't have the same buyout amount right, uh, at a later date. So there are all sorts of things to consider when you're presented with some sort of a severance package or a buyout package, whether you're close to retirement or not. And it's just something that more and more employees are, are having to think through in today's economic climate. Yeah, and to, to compound the difficulty, you don't typically have much time to, to make a decision, right? It's, it's typically around 45 days. Some severance offers can pay you for a full year or, or even more to leave your job early, but most offers aren't quite that generous. And so it's important to know that you can negotiate a severance or a buyout package. You won't always be successful, but you know it's important to ask for things that can make a difference for your personal situation. Maybe an extra month or two on the job before you officially leave could be what sweetens the deal for you. Uh, or maybe your employer subsidizing healthcare premiums for maybe for months. Those are the kinds of things that can make the difference between an average severance package versus just a really, really great offer. Uh, and those are the kind of questions that you need to be asking. Yeah, you need to stand up for yourself and you need to make a counteroffer. And, and depending on how long you've been there, that'll help determine in all likelihood how big the severance offer is. But it's just important to note that even in like a, a super emotional time, it's important to make sure you're asking for the right things that are going to help keep you afloat until you get the next job or until you are actually ready to retire. So pushing back in some key ways whenever you get a severance offer in hand is just a really important thing to do. All right, Matt, I had one more thing I wanted to, us to talk about today on the show. Yesterday in the Facebook group, listener Amanda posed this question to everybody. She said, you know, you're a personal finance nerd when... And then she said, fill in the blank. So ah. I want to know how you finish that sentence. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you have a good answer to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I replied, I said, when okay. you love talking about money so much that you start a podcast. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, if you are podcasting about it, I feel like that definitely qualifies you as a personal finance nerd. I instinctually, I guess, look back to my history uh, and, and you know when it was that I got more into my personal finances. And as I did, that's when I started uh, tracking every expense that I made, like literally uh, tracking my expenses every single month to the cent. Uh, and I've done that ever since then. So I feel like if you're listening and that's something that you do, there's a good chance you're a personal finance nerd. You know, when you're so preoccupied with the numbers and, and wanting to make sure that every number has its place, uh, I feel like you're you're officially a personal finance nerd. So basically, instead of going back to look at your diary from 2006, you go back to look at your budget from 2006. Well, what, that's when what, you're a personal finance what's nerd. What's amazing is that I really can go back and you can see what you're spending your money on. I look at those expenses and that te- it really does tell me so much about my life back then. Yeah. Uh, and so to answer your question, to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. You know, like you really can tell what was going on in your life, what you prioritized, what you were and weren't doing. Yeah, I think that's totally a sign of being a personal finance nerd. It certainly um, is. When you, when you, yeah, when you're focused on the numbers like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I thought that was a, a fun question. A lot of interesting comments in there. And and so, yeah, for anybody <laughs> who is not a, a member of the How to Money Facebook group, go check it out. A lot of cool people in there. A lot of great discussions. People helping each other, answering each other's questions and just providing a lot of thoughtful insight when it comes to personal finances. Uh, All right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For listeners who want the show, notes for this episode, well, you can go to our website at howtomoney.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, we would be incredibly thankful if you were to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a solid review over there. And if you've done that, let a friend or family member know about the show. Without all of you wonderful listeners out there, we wouldn't even have a show, Joel. <laughs> so thanks in advance for that. Or we'd uh, just be talking to each other. Which we would do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we, maybe we would. I don't know. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 